Assessing trainees in the workplace has been part of the appraisal process for years. Following the genesis of MMC, this process was formalised and introduced the workplace-based assessments we use today. While these assessments are mandatory, not everyone approaches them with the same positive attitude, and some see them as a time-consuming chore. Necessary as they are, a group of committed London-based trainees, many involved in education, held a discussion about how to get the most out of these assessments. Their discussions are presented in this podcast for Archives of Disease in Childhood. Welcome to this Archives podcast. Um, we're going to be talking about workplace-based assessment today. We're just going to go around and introduce ourselves. My name is Becky Hodgkinson. I'm an ST5 paediatric trainee. Um, I used to work as a fellow in medical education for the School of Paediatrics here and I currently chair the School of Paediatrics Trainee Committee. My name is Raj Kanth and I'm also a paediatric trainee. I'm an ST3 coming towards the end, um, but I'm taking time out to do a secondment in uh, medical education, so with the School of Paediatrics, and I'm also part of the trainee committee. Hi, I'm Ronnie Chung. I'm a paediatric registrar, and I'm a specialist registrar, which means I'm on the old system, so I don't um, actually undertake any of the workplace-based assessments, but I have um, quite a bit of experience from um, as an assessor of them. Uh, I was also a um, fellow in medical education um, last year, but I'm currently on secondment with the chief medical officer in the Department of Health. I'm Chloe McCauley. I'm also an old-style SPR, and I'm also on the trainee committee. This year I'm doing an out-of-programme experience as a teaching fellow between the Whittington and the Institute of Child Health. So just to kick-start this discussion, I thought we'd talk about something positive. So have anybody had any good experiences of doing workplace-based assessment from either side? I've had lots of good experiences of um, particularly mini-kexes and DOPs when you're in a busy clinical environment and somehow when you, I find often when you are busier, it's more um, fruitful and rewarding and both you and the trainee get more out of it at that time. So being opportunistic about it, down in A&E, assessing someone who's not very well and you are doing it with um, a junior doctor and you suddenly say, oh, you know, let's do this as a, a, a mini kex. Don't change anything you're doing, but let's just do it as a mini kex. And I find that can work really, really well. Yeah, well, I've also had um, good experiences as well, actually, along with um, Chloe. So um, I find I get most of my mini CEXs done on the ward rounds when the consultants let me lead and um, they can actually watch me take a history and examine. So they can they can take a step back. So whilst we're actually doing the wall drone, I get the assessments done as well. Um, and a similar thing happens in clinic as well sometimes. At the end of clinic, we can um, discuss the patients that I wasn't too sure about and um, we may choose one of them to um, speak a little bit more out about in depth. Um, and that's when I find it most useful when it's a, a relaxed environment. One of the things about mini kexes that I think is is really important is actually not trying to make them too broad. So, for example, you know, if you are seeing someone opportunistically, you just focus on one bit of the examination or one bit of the history. So you say, for example, uh, the one I had recently was about explaining to somebody that they probably had meningitis, for example, and you say, let's do this as a mini kex. What I'm going to be specifically looking at here is your communication skills rather than doing the whole thing, which becomes a bit more of a big deal. And I think that's what people are afraid of, of it becoming a really big task. 
And I think you can get a really positive training experience out of it. I always remember when I was a foundation year doctor and we were trialling the workplace-based assessment for the foundation programme. One of my most positive learning experiences was doing a mini Kex with my then consultant. And I got so much learning out of it, much more so because we focused on something really specific. So what about you, Ronnie? Any positive experiences? Yeah, I mean, I think it's... Um it's, it's interesting to hear it from, from both sides, given that, as I say, I've only kind of ever um, been the assessor. But I think something that's um, really quite uh, a positive from, from my point of view is when you have a trainee who comes, comes along and takes every opportunity of kind of getting these things done in the middle of a busy ward round or on a night shift and actually is proactive about finding those, those opportunities to do it and is, um, and is quite keen to, to, to kind of get, get those things done, even in sort of times where... You know, it may not seem to be the most um, obvious you know, environment in which should to get those things done. And I think um, as, a, as an assessor, that actually um, can be quite a positive thing. And actually it can be quite, um, you know, it can actually kind of get you quite, quite energised and, and, and positive about the whole, whole process and the fact that actually, you know, these, um, these opportunities, you know, can be found and that they can be, can be available and can be, can be a, a useful and a, a sort of opportunity to do them. I think that's one of the key misunderstandings about work-based place assessment is that we have to set aside to do them. And I think, sure, you do for case-based discussion, but certainly for DOPS and the mini-KEXs, being opportunistic is the key. Absolutely. And I think it's interesting to hear from you two that you've had positive experiences as trainers. Because Again, I think another misconception is that they're massively onerous but I think if you can find them rewarding as a trainer then that's a really great thing. Should we move on to talk about feedback? So feedback is obviously a key issue within workplace-based assessment. How have you found receiving or giving feedback as a result of the assessments? Have you got any experiences? Yeah yeah, so when I first started doing these assessments um, or being assessed I was a foundation doctor um, as well so at that time you you kind of get scared that you need to um, get the right amount done and make sure you reach the minimum standards. But as the years have progressed, I've realised actually I found it more useful when um, some of the more senior trainees and consultants have actually sat down and, and gone through the, the assessment in detail. So not only about ticking the boxes and, and making sure I meet the satisfactory standards, um, but more going in depth and, and showing me areas which I can improve or practices I can change and and actually that's helping me learn and um, and progress for the future. So I think that's what I get out of it most. I mean, it's always nice to have a, a nice, good assessment done, but I think one which you get lots of good feedback, both positive and areas for improvement, is, is you know really helpful for me as a trainee. Great. Anyone else, Ronnie? I think on the flip side of that, as an assessor, I think that's quite a positive thing to hear, that actually that's uh, because it can be quite difficult. Or lot, I know a lot of assessors find it quite difficult to... Um, to, to mark an assessment down because actually it's quite a difficult thing to say somebody is maybe not up to the standard to, that, that, that you would expect or that they should should be attaining. Um, and actually I think um, to you know, we really ought to emphasise that, and obviously someone has emphasised that to you, Raj, that actually this is a developmental process. This is supposed to be showing progress throughout the course of your training and therefore just because you've um, not necessarily achieved the expected standard at this stage, that doesn't mean that you're not going to do that. And actually that's the whole that's the whole point. So I think kind of a message from from my point of view as an assessor is that actually you're not doing anybody favors any favors by marking marking them as you know adequate or or better than that if 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 that's not the case that's one of the pitfalls of work-based place assessment isn't it that everybody thinks if they leave it to the last minute they're most likely to get the best 
results, not that we're looking at results because the whole purpose is that it's a process really. But often when I say to people, hey, why don't we do this, you know, as a DOPS or a mini Kex, and they say, oh, I've never done a lumbar puncture before. And I say, but that's the point. It's meant to be a learning exercise. One of the things that actually frustrates me about them is that trainees will often do something and then a week later I'll get an email saying, oh, you know, you watched me do that examination or you know me, you watched me do that last week. Can we do it as a DOPS or a mini Kex? And for me, that kind of defeats the purpose of the whole thing because, as Raj says, it's not a tick box exercise. And if we do it like that, I am just ticking the boxes, whereas hopefully I would like to think that at the time I gave them feedback on how they on how they performed or did at that point. But, you know, you can't be 100% on the ball and brilliant about giving feedback all the time. And certainly if you know you're doing it as an assessment, it focuses you a bit more on whatever's happening at that time. So that's, I suppose, one of my key... One of the key things about work-based place assessment for me is that it's almost a misnomer because it's not just about assessment, it's about training. I think that's a difficult thing, isn't it? As doctors, we've been used to being relatively high achieving and we want to pass things and tick things and yet we haven't quite got used to the difference between a summative and a formative assessment and as Chloe's just very rightly pointed out workplace-based assessments are uh, formative in that you're supposed to show some progression and it's okay to not be brilliant at the start of the year so that you can show progression towards the end and I guess that takes a massive mindset adjustment for us as doctors. Can I just add on the flip side of that again about about the fact that actually you know it's important um, as we as we mentioned already to to make sure that there is progression and that and that people who aren't doing quite as well as they ought to are told that so that they can give given the tools to to develop. But actually, um, there are some trainees that are excellent that maybe do um, very you know are, are very competent at their uh, DOPS or, or or do a very good examination or history taking, um, and actually. Even if you mark them up as saying, you know, they're, they're really excellent, they're getting fives or sixes out of six, there is still room for development and there is still room for positive and, and constructive feedback um, based on that. Because actually, you know, th- those trainees sometimes feel a bit left out that actually, you know, they just get a, you know, you've, you've done very well, that's fine. Um, and, they, and they maybe don't get the benefit of, um, of, of some extra hints and tips and, and areas for, for development just because they've, they've achieved that standard. I think we should be trying to, you know, promote people striving for excellence rather than just necessarily maintaining a a competent standard so it should just that's the point is that it should be a training exercise for everybody whether or not you reach the standard absolutely and I think one of the really useful things to remember about feedback is that it really needs to be quite specific, doesn't it? I find it very frustrating as a trainee when I've asked for feedback at the end of a ward round that I've led or at the end of a presentation I've been given and, you know, they've said, oh, it's fine or it's good. Actually, that really isn't hugely helpful to what I'm going to do next. So I think I've found feedback most useful when it's been specific and in very bite-sized chunks that you actually can do something about next time. I suppose the 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 other side of that is when the feedback is not so good one of the keys is rather than saying that was hopeless is to actually pinpoint specific things for them to improve on so say that was fine this is an area where I think you could do better next time why don't next time we try and concentrate on that so giving very specific constructive feedback. And I think you guys have, um, Ronnie and Chloe, have both kind of hit on something really important. Actually, I think a lot of people see workplace-based assessment as about 
picking out people who are struggling or in difficulty, whereas actually we all have to do them and it's great if they can promote good practice and be quite motivational if you do get good feedback and I think that's really something that can be very encouraging to good trainees. And I actually almost feel a bit... Um disadvantaged by not having to do them I don't know if you do too Ronnie because yeah. everybody goes off I mean they complain about them sometimes but they go off into a consultant's office for an hour and a half to do a case-based discussion having one-on-one kind of supervision discussion around a case I would just love to do that I, can, I couldn't agree more I couldn't agree more and I think um, sometimes you know you, if you see the positive aspect of that and of that kind of you know precious kind of time and the investment in your training then then actually absolutely I think it's a it's a really really positive positive thing. Moving away from that has anybody um, got any kind of practical tips or um, kind of ways of overcoming some of the logistics of doing assessments in a very busy workplace? Raj you must have yeah done quite a few in your time. It's, it's um you mentioned the word busy and, and often that's always a always the case on the ward rounds in clinics etc and um one of the problems which um, senior trainees and consultants always refer to is the fact that they, you need to fill out um, these forms electronically and um, they're not always available, certainly if you're in the middle of a busy ward round. So one thing that I've done, um, what we've done in our local trust, is um, to make paper copies of some of the uh, mini CEXs and the DOPs. Um, now, you can fill these out as you're going along, keep a stash underneath the, um, the ward trolley, the notes trolley, um, and when it comes to the patient, you can fill it out there and then. And then at a later time, probably at the end of the ward round or um, at the end of the day, you can um, ask the consultant to input that onto the computer. So in that way, um, as as Chloe was saying, you can make sure it's filled out straight away. It's not left for a week afterwards when everyone forgets about it. Great. That's a great time-saving tip. Any others? Someone was telling me that in their trust, um, they have attending consultants and non-attending consultants. And for one of the non-attending consultants, they have a day a week. So there's one day a week where that non-attending consultant is just does work-based place assessments all day. So they're kind of on the ward wow. or in their office. <laughs> but that's the, they're the kind of work-based place assessment person. So they do case-based discussions which are time consuming and you know if there are eight consultants on the rotor it means you do one day every eight weeks and these days I understand I mean I don't know if many places are doing it but they're meant to have it written into their job plan aren't they sometime for work-based place assessments yeah absolutely absolutely Ronnie any ideas Uh, yeah just from thinking about um uh, some something that I experienced as a sort of first year of registrar when I was doing these was uh, quite quite a useful little nudge for um, for for the junior trainees coming through. There's always uh, a complaint uh, from lots of sort of assessors that um, trainees tend to, and we've alluded to it already, that trainees tend to leave them until near the end of the job to kind of get them done. And then there's a lot of all the trainees need to get a lot of them done all at the same time. And so there's a big time pressure on on all the assessors and the and the consultants and. And, and everybody's um, very unhappy with the process. Um, one place I worked in had a little wall chart in the junior doctor's office, which like a star had a, chart. a star chart, exactly. Like which It is, yes, yeah, very paediatric, isn't it? <laughs> um, which uh, basically just showed how many, pe- um, you know, had, had names of all the trainees and how many of each particular workplace-based assessment they, they had to do and how many were still outstanding over the course of the six months. And that was um, quite a little, quite, quite a, quite a good little nudge there was no penalty to it but I think we're all quite competitive well I think we're all quite competitive people and I think the very fact that that they were sitting on the board um was was enough of an incentive for people to get them get them the real thing is a culture 
shift, isn't it? It's how how visible and how present and how accepted it is in the department. And if it's just ordinary, everyday, run-of-the-mill, we do work-based place assessment all the time, just like we have a journal club every Friday and we have an x-ray meeting every Monday. It's just part of the fabric. And that's when it works really well, I think. Whereas when there are perhaps less trainees in a place, so there, or there are less people actually doing work-based place assessment in some of the specialty jobs, for example, that's when I think it's much harder to get them done. Absolutely, and I think as trainees find them more and more useful, as they have a larger and larger edu- educational component, then actually people will actually want to get them done. Because at the moment, in some places I've worked, there's a real, we neglect them till right at the end of the rotation because actually nobody really wants to do them because they're seen as a bit of a hassle and you don't get a very warm reception when you ask to do one. But I think as we see more and more value in them educationally, that hopefully it will become part of the culture, as you were talking about, Chloe, and people will really want to do more than than we are at the moment. Brilliant. I think that's been a really interesting discussion. So thanks for your input. I thought before we finished, it'd be really good to kind of summarise what our take-home messages from our discussion. So I'm going to just go around and ask each of you just to comment on what your take-home message is. So I'm going to start with you, Chloe. I think um, the most important thing for me is that work-based place assessment is not only about assessment, but it's about training and education and assessment is a part of that, but certainly not the whole picture. Ronnie? Uh, I think, um, for me, the most important thing is about um, feedback, really, and that feedback should really be very specific um, and with clearly defined um, goals for development for trainees across the spectrum. Raj? I think the most important thing is try to be opportunistic and um, take all the opportunities, whether it's in clinics, ward rounds, Uh, taking time out to, um, as Chloe said, making sure it's educational and not just um, a tick box exercise. 